Hi there, my name's Peter Salisbury. I am the Senior Analyst for Yemen at the International Crisis Group. Um, and I'm talking today with Kristen Smith Dewan, who is a Senior Resident Scholar at the Arab Gulf States Institute in Washington, where uh, we were briefly colleagues. Her current projects concern generational change, nationalism, and the evolution of Islamism in the countries of the Gulf Cooperation Council. And today we're gonna have a quick chat about Yemen, Lots of excitement right now about questions of whether or not a ceasefire is in the offering, offering lots of attention from the United States. And at the, the center of the conversation, Kristen, is this, this statement we hear again and again, which is Saudi Arabia wants out of the war in Yemen. And my question for you is, what does that mean, Saudi Arabia wants out of, of the war in Yemen? Well, I think Saudi Arabia does want out of the war in Yemen. Um, and if we look from the earliest days when they entered the war, I think the Saudis had two things in mind. I mean, this was just when this, you know, King Salman came to power and this young crown prince was coming on board. They had a lot of ambitions, huge ambitions for transforming the country um, very fundamentally in terms of the economy, which requires as well a lot of social changes. And then at the same time, they really wanted to expand Saudi power abroad and really show that Saudi is a powerful state. They had already been watching Saudi Arabia be ineffective in Syria. And I think, you know, it was natural to turn to Yemen, where there was obviously a lot of concern about the Houthis advancing. Uh, it's right in Saudi's backyard. Uh, and so they were definitely wanting to uh, expand there. But over time, I mean, we've seen that this war, these two objectives have really come into conflict, right? So as they've been pressing in Yemen, um, they're now finding that the, the cost of being uh, bogged down in that war, it's, it's, it's costly to continue with the war. So that, that's an economic drain. And then at the same time, the ability of the Houthis to be able to uh, you know, fire these ballistic missiles into Saudi is really uh, you know, making it more difficult to have the kind of development that they need, especially in the south of the country where they've even been forced to, you know, kind of stop flights out of the south, the Shizan airport at times. So both both sides of the border, this is really becoming a drain on the Saudi economy. And I, I think they would definitely like to see this war come to an end. Sure, but they don't want to add any cost, right? And, and the question I think a lot of us have is what are the red lines for the Saudis here? They're not just going to say, okay, Houthis, you won, see you. Um, because the Houthis aren't going to go away. They're still going to be a, a pretty major presence across the border. So what are the red lines for the Saudis, given the threat that the Houthis now pose, not just within Yemen, but across the border? Well, I think the Saudis have been shifting back kind of their expectations of what they're going to get out of this war. And, and right now, it's, it's a, a bit more of a defensive posture, right? I mean, they want uh, the ballistic missiles to stop. They want, you know, some guarantee that that the Houthis aren't going to have this kind of uh, threat hanging over the over the kingdom. Um, their original concerns were about the relationship of the Houthis with Iran. So I think there is still concern uh, about that as as well. Um, uh, and so it's but it's difficult, of course, to to get these kinds of assurances and and in general to stop uh, what right now is sort of a Houthi advance. Right. So I, I, I guess the question for you, Peter, um, looking on the ground is, are these red lines achievable at this point? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. And, and one of the things I've been talking about with colleagues recently is whether or not we need to adjust our model for Yemen. So two, three years ago, you could say there was a broad equilibrium on the ground in Yemen. The conflict was relatively stalemated in 2018. It was actually shifting, relatively speaking, against 
the, the Houthis. But since then, what we've seen is the Houthis consolidating their control inside areas uh, under their control and then expanding territorially and looking much sharper and much more confident. And at the same time, we've seen this deepening fragmentation of the anti-Houthi forces, the anti-Houthi bloc working alongside the, the coalition and really a, a big loss of morale and faith in the leadership of the internationally recognized government and um, in some quarters in, in the, the Saudis. So we've moved from this place where there was a deal to be done, I think, um, on the basis of compromise, on the basis that the Houthis weren't assured that they could win the war outright and that getting embroiled in a regional conflict wasn't a great idea for them. To them really becoming much more confident, much more assertive, feeling like they are winning, but they have not yet won. But all they need to do is keep pushing and pushing. And I'm sure the Houthis also look to the United States and elsewhere and see this, this discourse of the war must end and understand that all they, they need to do is, is or believe that all they need to do is wait it out. Um, and that, that creates real challenges because it means their bargaining position stiffens, it, it hardens. So the Saudis can want out, but they're not going to want out at any cost. They're not going to give the Houthis the, the house um, or give up all of their leverage before they, they move towards a ceasefire, which is kind of how they see current negotiations going. So it's a real, a real challenge. And if they want to shift the equilibrium back towards their side, that's a multi-year process while the Houthis are bearing down on Marab. And if they win there, then then all bets are off. The balance of power is truly shifted in, in ways that are going to be very hard to, to turn back. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge challenge. Definitely. Thanks so much.